Hello everyone and welcome to episode 134 of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. Uh, this week we have two regular segments for you and then a bonus segment. Kicking the show off, Neil and I sit down to discuss his controversial Mario Kart 8 review. Uh, he'll talk about the game in general, uh, why he gave it the score he did, and uh, what makes it a great Mario Kart game and what makes it a uh, not so great Mario Kart game. After that, Don's back to host another monthly game show, uh, this time all about sports games. Uh, and his contest- contestants are myself and Addison. And after the show's over, we have a bonus segment all about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Neil and Zach. Enjoy. We'll go ahead and get started, uh, I guess, at least with the introductions. Uh, my name is Scott. I am with Neil Ronahan. And uh, Neil wrote the review of Mario Kart 8 that shook the world. That, well, I guess, I guess so. Um, Don Koopman and I both reviewed Mario Kart 8. I had the North American copy and he had the European. And we had a weird group think where completely separately, I talked to him briefly like a week before the review, like we both wrote the reviews. Um, and we wound up each giving it a 7.5, which is also not the lowest. Screw Attack gave it a 7 out of 10, but, uh, definitely skewing, skewing, skewing lower. Um, I did enjoy the game, but, I mean, it just, it's more of the same. I wish single player was better. I don't think a lot of the new additions, namely Mario Kart TV, really add much. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, I think the telling thing is that you guys weren't alone. You know, that there were also review scores in that, in that range. Um... So it's not like you guys are outliers or anything. Um, all right, let me start this this video, and I think we can go ahead go ahead and get started. Uh, so this video you'll be watching is just uh, Neil's video review. You can watch that on YouTube if you want to hear him uh, also explain his thoughts about uh, Mario Kart 8 while watching it. Look some watching some pretty uh, pretty footage of the game. Um, so let's talk, Neil. Um, maybe about some of the well, you could do it on multiplayer, but let's talk about the non-online stuff. Um, so, like the Grand Prix, Grand Prix mode. What did you think overall about the the Grand Prix mode? The tracks they brought back, new tracks, all that kind of stuff. Um, I really enjoyed racing through the tracks. Um, they're all for the most part they're really fun, and they don't like with Mario Kart Seven. One of my big complaints with that was that they added in, um, you know, the glider and the underwater stuff, but they didn't really do that much with it. Like, it felt like only certain races made use of that, and it would be, like, the glider, I think there was probably two or three instances in all of the 32 tracks of Mario Kart 7 where the gliders were used to any kind of interesting effect. Because um, for the most part, it would be like, you're going off a jet, oh, there's the guy, okay, you're down, you're back on the ground. <laughs> and underwater, yeah. it was like, you know, a couple races... Although it was cool when, like, I think they had Koopa Beach from the N64 version was in Mario Kart 7, and you could go underwater there, and that was kind of, like, a mind-bending thing, because I've played that race many, many times, and I could never do that before. I'd just have Lakitu come over and be like, no, dude, don't do that. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> um, and then in Mario Kart 8, they kind of had, they took more advantage of that. Um, there was a lot more interesting glider things. There's even a lot of segments where it's like, you can kind of optionally go off a jump and use the glider, so you'll have a lot of moments where people are using the glider and then other people aren't, and it's kind of like you'll see a computer player do that and be like, how do how do I do that? And then maybe your next lap you try to do that. Um, the underwater stuff is still kind of like, I wouldn't say hit or miss, but it's like there's very specific sections, and the only thing it does is in certain levels, like 
if you mess up and fall in the water, you're not doomed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you move a lot slower in the water? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's the same kind of like floaty physics that that were in Mario Kart Seven. And then the zero gravity stuff is cool too. Um, but outside of being a neat visual trick, I didn't really notice too much different with it. I mean, you do have the spin dash thing where you can bump into other cars and kind of spin around. Um, I didn't play as much of, like, the team racing, but I imagine that that would be a really devious tactic to do when when you do, like, the the six-on-six team racing, which I used to actually do a lot in Mario Kart Wii, Um, but because you could essentially, like, have a couple people being in the front, and then when you're in a zero-gravity area, just bump into each other over and over again and keep on getting a boost. Because the way the boost works, as, as far as I can tell, is that, like... If you were to bump into two different people, then you get, like, more of a boost than if you just bumped into one person. You can kind of, like, chain it together. Okay. Which is, it's a, it's a, it's a neat tweak. Like, that, but, but for the most part, like, even, I found as I was playing it with people locally, a lot of these people weren't really following Mario Kart 8. It was just kind of like, you know, friends and family that it was like, hey, new Mario Kart, you win? And they'd be like, yeah. Um, I wouldn't even explain it to them at first because it is, like, a kind of weird concept. Yeah, and then usually they'd kind of discover it on their own. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I kind of found it telling that as I was explaining, like here's the new stuff about Mario Kart Eight, I would kind of gloss over that because it's not really that big of a part of it. Right, and maybe just more complicated to explain than than being actually like necessary, being worth that trouble, I guess. Um, so we were talking a little bit before we started, but you can do all the Grand Prix stuff with up to four people locally. Yes. And I do don't think you could do that in, in Mario Kart. I don't think you could do that in Mario Kart 7. I know you know for a fact you couldn't do it in anything prior to that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I, I like that. And like you were saying, even if you're playing with tons of people, um, as long as one of you wins the race, then you get, you unlock the, you know, whatever characters yeah. tied to that. To that and cup. I think all the coins that you earn uh, across the four players playing, they all add up to getting new car parts. I'm pretty sure. So oh, okay. that seemed weird because there was like one time where I did like a race and then I unlocked a car part and then I did like another race and it was like, hey, you unlock more. And that was like single player by myself. Like it seems kind of, I don't know. It says it's 50, every 50 coins you get a new part. And I think it's, oh, all, okay. it's all randomized like Mario Kart 7 and even the character unlocking appears to be randomized. Although I'm not 100% sure. I didn't, I didn't like, go through and make different f- save files, so I could be like, do you unlock Lemmy when you race this on 100cc? Yeah. Um, that didn't seem worth it as much. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of those unlockables, um, the, like, car parts, or cart parts and stuff, that kind of works like how it's worked in the past. I mean, you just unlock yeah. different, you know, wheels and, and chases and stuff like that. And, and There and seems to be there. A little more variety in some, in how some stuff kind of handles. Um, mm-hmm. or I guess not in how it handles, but like, it seems like the bikes and the carts and then the ATVs, like, they all just have a different feel to them. And there's no wheelies or anything, there's no big differences there. But it's kind of, even with the stats that you make for them, each, each of those three feels completely different. And I, I quickly gravitated towards bikes. I know other people still prefer carts. I also preferred bikes in Mario Kart Wii as well, though. I'm just going to, I'll say this, um, I am keeping an eye out on my personal Twitter, at Enron10, and also the Nintendo World Report Twitter. So if you want to ask us a question, uh, we kind of suck at Google Hangouts. I don't know if there's (laughs) a way to get some sort of chat here. 
Um, yeah. But if you want to ask us a question, just hit me up on Twitter on either. That's uh, going to be the best way, yeah. Nintendo Enron will report. 10. Enron 10 or Nintendo underscore NWR. And yeah, if you we'll, we'll get to it at some point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about some of the, the multiplayer stuff then, uh, both online and then the, the battle mode. Let, let's start with racing online. Um, how, I mean, how did, how did it work? Was it, was it fluid? Was it smooth? I mean, did you ever, did you have any problems? I mean, it's, it's a little tough to completely judge the online because you're not really dealing with the full weight of having a bunch of people there. Whenever I would search for online matches, it would be like, joining a match with four other people, and I'd recognize it and be like, oh, it's Jose from IGN, looks like the guy from Game Explains there, like, it's it's all the reviewers playing it. Sure. I, I sure. raced a couple races, with, which uh, I don't know if where they were from, but I guess the time that I was playing must have been right for people to play in Europe, because I just saw, like, it was, like, me and, like, six dudes with European flags, I'm like, alright, because this is fun. <laughs> Um, and it, and it works really nicely. And even when you're like Mario Kart seven, when you're waiting for a waiting to join in, you can watch the current race and go between all the players racing them, which, oh, cool. which is kind of nice. It, it, you know, then you kind of know like, all right, you know, I, I still have two laps. I can go up and get it, get water and then come back and it's probably going to start. Sure. Um, and then you could just, you can just stay in the same, like the same race with the same people, just go from race to race to race until you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, That's I mean, it's cool. the kind of thing where like it takes you out to like a doofy looking picture of all the me's on a world map and then you pick your yeah. races and then it, you know, uh, randomly selects one and then you go and do it. Um, friends matches kind of works the same way, except for in the lobby, uh, you can talk to each other, but, <gasps> but it's kind of like once it picks the race, it's like, all right, we're done. Stop talking, guys. It's ready. It's time to race. Because you can't talk during the race, right? No, which I really, I didn't, when I first heard that, I didn't think it would bum me out as much. And then when I actually mm-hmm. played it, it bummed me out a whole lot. Yeah. Um, Because I really, I like talking smack during races with friends. And well, yeah, I mean, something... when I think of, like, all my favorite Mario Kart experiences, it's definitely with just, like, four people around a couch just, yeah, just talking shit to each other. Yeah, and, and for some people, that might not make that big of a difference. I know I was talking to some people who were just like, well, I, I talk with people on Skype anyway when I play games. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that, then then awesome. I mean, I've done that. I used to do that for Wii games a lot because yeah. outside of Animal Crossing, the, what used Wii Speed? Didn't, I guess Conduit <laughs> 2 might have, but even still, Wii Speed was so. not optimal. No. Um, and I just wish voice chat was available during the races because it, I think I think the lack of voice chat during races will mean that I will play way less online than I kind of thought I would because I really I didn't think that would be like a deal breaker for me until I played it and kind of compared it to playing locally with friends and I realized how much I loved you know being able to kind of you know taunt being like you know oh baby Rosalina's in first suck it Peach like <laughs> like that kind of stuff yeah and even. And even that's probably my favorite part of Mario Kart TV is that when you're done a race, it, like, because Mario Kart TV is kind of hokey in how it works. Because at the end of every race, it'll it'll have this, like, it, by default, it'll have a 30-second highlight reel that will focus on the, the active playable characters, like the, the actual player characters. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just watch that and slow it down. But it does this thing where it'll be like, Here's Koopa Troopa, and he's throwing a green shell. And then there will be this, like, awkwardly long fade to black, and it'll show, like, the green shell hitting someone, and then another <laughs> awkward fade to black, and it'll show Koopa Troopa cheer- cheering. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all... It's it's charming in its hokiness, but it is kind of hokey. 
Yeah. Um, and you can mess with that and edit it and change the focus characters. You can change it to, like, action or items or big hits. And I would like it when I would change it to big hits. And it would just be like, here's Waluigi racing through half the race. And here's half of the highlight <laughs> reel. Just Waluigi going forward. <laughs> it's like, where did Waluigi finish? I don't know, like, eighth? <laughs> and, and that's kind of the fun in it. And that, like, as beautiful as it looks and everything, it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowing it down can be fun where it's just like, oh, look at that big hit. And I noticed sometimes where like, cause it would, it, it will show you stuff like, you know, that the green, the green shell, the red shell hitting someone. And I realized, and here's, here's a fun fact, pro tip, if you will. <laughs> um, if you're looking at that and you like slow it down so that way you can kind of see like the shell break apart, which it does have this kind of cool, like it, it breaks apart and you see the parts shatter around the person as they're, they, they writhe in agony. Mm. Um, but you can then quickly rewind that using the analog stick and then make it hit them again. And you just create like, it doesn't erase the first shattered shell. So at one point I had like four or five shattered <laughs> shells up in the air. And then I decided to stop because I thought I might break the system. So yeah, see how many shattered shells you can get before the system just <laughs> breaks and blows up. Um, and then you can post you can post those to Meverse. Yes, and YouTube. Uh, I heard oh. this morning that the YouTube functionality went live, which is like, come oh, on, cool. guys! Like, I yeah, the... <laughs> I could have taken that disclaimer from out of my review. Yeah, because I, I wasn't able to test that, but I'll, I'll be doing that later today. So you might see some dumb things that I did up on YouTube. Could you and post to Meverse yet? Is the community yeah, up, up yeah, yet? Yeah, you can. It is, okay. But, but that was also, we were, with the embargo, we were allowed a uh, a specific limited amount of direct feed footage, and uh, the Meverse posting counted as it. So counted, sh- oh man. I kind of shot away from that, because I was like, oh, I'll just let Jared have as much breathing room as possible. Yeah, for the review, yeah. Yep. Huh. Um, so let's talk about the battle mode, which it sounds like uh, it was pretty disappointing for you. Um. I it think was. The has this sort of legacy of being like just, I mean, just amazing. I mean, I think of playing Mario Kart 64 and playing uh, what Block Fort. I think was the. Uh, the I actually, level. I, not necessarily in preparation for this review, but back at PAX East, uh, I played some Mario Kart 64. I played some Mario Kart Wii, and very much in preparation for this review, I played some Double Dash earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle mode in Double Dash and Mario Kart 64 is still fun. Um, yeah. Mario Kart Wii don't really care for it, uh, but Mario Kart 64, I realized that the actual racing Mario Kart 64 is complete crap now. It looks like garbage. However, battle mode is still amazing. Still fun, yeah. And I don't really know what happened. Uh, they, they seem to have this weird focus on having teams, um, making it timed, just having it be this kind of big, this big free-for-all where there's too much room to do anything. And I, I just think of how Mario Kart 64 worked so well because... Those maps were made for four people to have them be in close quarters for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like they completely lost that where they had like these weird segmented rooms. Like I just remember that honeybee hive level that I think, I think it was in like DS and then in seven or something. Um, and that sucked. <laughs> um, and it's like, I don't know where along the line they, they forgot how battle mode was fun, but they did. Yeah. Uh, because I, I did have a couple moments, and I, and I saw some of the reviews mentioned that, like, oh, you know, it kind of grew on me. And mm-hmm. it almost had the reverse feeling on me. Because the first couple matches, I went into it being, like, super being like, all right, battle mode's going to suck. Like, they ruined it. 
And the first couple times I played it, it was just me, me and one friend playing against a computer, and we we have we had fun. And then we realized it was almost a crapshoot because if you wound up near other people, and you know you could try to dodge stuff and hit them, then it was great. But as people, because like, the way it works is that you have twelve people on on the the track because it's a modified version of courses. There's only of eight to choose yeah. Um, and you have 12 people on the track, but as they die, then they turn into ghosts. And as a ghost, you can still do things. You can still fire items, but they don't count towards, like, your point total. It would just detract from other people. Because mm-hmm. the way it works, and I think this is the way it was in 7 as well, is that you get points for having all of your balloons at the end of the... Like, for a point for each balloon you have at the end of the match. And you also get a point for every, like, you know, kill you get on other people. Uh, but when you're a ghost, you can take points away from people by getting rid of the balloon, but that doesn't count toward, towards your point total. Okay, so but the you're thing just, is, like, trolling people and not helping yeah. yourself. <laughs> but the thing is, is that there's no map or anything. So, unless you're playing on, on the gamepad, the gamepad, there is a map that shows where, if you're a ghost, shows where you are. It doesn't, I don't think it shows where the other ghosts are. Um, and then you kind of drive around aimlessly looking for people, unless you have that map. In which case, and you're like, oh, that guy's on the other half of the map. I guess maybe I'll try to turn around. No, he turned around. All right, I guess we're just going to go on a random circuit. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like the levels are just too big. Yeah, that... yeah. like I wish they were just focused arenas. And there was a comment from, I don't know if it was the director, someone someone affiliated with the development of this game, that they were like, oh, we wanted to have like this kind of jousting match that would go from a lot of people frantically attacking each other and whittle it way down to one, which works when the people are close together. Mm-hmm. But I've had many times when I played Battle Mode where the last minute of it would be four people trying to find each other. Mm-hmm. It's like a bad romantic comedy. Like, <laughs> All right, guys, they, oh, they got in a fight and they're mad. Now they can't find each other. In the last <laughs> seconds, they find each other. But then, nope, time's up. They both got two balloons. Move on. Right, because it's got the timer. Yeah. That kind of sucks. You can do, well, I mean, obviously, if you've been playing with that many people. But so you can do Battle Mode online and locally. Uh, yeah, yes. However, yeah. Battle battle Online, it's not as easy. Not as easy? Um, it's like nestled in a custom mode, and it's weird. Like there's, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's like they kind of, it seems like they hide it. <laughs> Maybe. So locally, you would do it with four people, and then the rest just be computers? Yeah, yeah. Can you do it with just four people? Like, can you set it with no AI, or does it have to be filled out by the uh, I don't know if AI. I'd recommend that. I think you can. But I'm the levels would just be too big yeah. to be. And I think that's part of the reason why I never even tried it. Is because yeah. I'd like I'd rather just go to Wii mode and play Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah. Um before we go to any questions if anyone has any, um maybe talk a little bit about the new items. I'm watching your video review here and I, you know, like I'm seeing the uh the boomerang flower and things like that. Were there any new items that stuck out to you at good or bad? Uh the boomerang flower is pretty cool. Um, it basically... How does that work? Do you, can you keep using it as long so as you, you catch it? Well, you have, you have three uses of it. Okay. Um, and so you can throw it forward or backward, and then it, like, will eventually come back to you, and sometimes it'll hit people on the way back. But it's almost oh, nice. like, when you first throw it, you kind of almost use it like a green shell, where you're kind of just throwing it in front of you, trying to hit someone to see directly. see what happens, yeah. Um, and then, uh, it'll come back to you, but if, before it comes back to you, if you pick up another item block, then you lose it. Oh, okay. Um... 
but then you still, I mean, you can wait for it to come back to you, and then then you have your three uses. Yeah. Um, the piranha, the piranha plant, I thought would be a lot cooler than it was. It wasn't really that. It, it's kind of novel because it's goofy because you're holding this piranha plant. And the piranha plant is probably my favorite power up in Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cat suit is amazing, but I just love carrying around that piranha plant and going up to people <laughs> that you're playing co-op with and completely trolling them. Yeah. Um, but the piranha plant's kind of hard to control. Like, you'll get a lot of boost from it, but it just, I, I could never really figure out exactly what it would go after and how it would carry me. And it's like, almost like a, a harder version to control of the, like the, the super mushroom. I think that, or no, what is that? The mushroom where you boost a lot, because I think the regular mushroom is just a super mushroom. I I don't know that the I, like the golden mushroom. You yeah, the golden yeah, the gold mushroom is probably the name yeah. for it. Um, it's kind of like a a harder to control version of the bullet bill in the gold mushroom. Okay. So I mean, and that kind of makes it a little disappointing, is because it's kind of like oh, it's like these two other items I already can get, but then like you know the piranha plant can can mess with other people. Can damage, um, yeah. Yeah, and and get rid of obstacles as well. Because, like, if you're about to hit a banana peel, then nope, Piranha Plant ate it. Oh, cool. And then the Super Horn, uh, there was one time where someone I was playing with used it as a blue shell. I probably played, I don't know, a hundred matches, probably more. Um, and there was one time where someone used a Super Horn to get rid of a blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that just because it doesn't come very often, or well, just it's, it's hard, it's you have to time it right? It's, it's like the timing, like, I actually tried to use a super horn to get rid of a red shell and miss the timing completely. Okay. Um, so that's hard. The timing of the blue shell is pretty easy because the way the blue shell comes up is that it's on the ground and then when it gets to the player in first, it'll kind of go up in the air and almost taunt you and then slam down and blow up. So mm-hmm. when it goes up to taunt you, then you could use a super horn. Like they kind of, like they're, they're lenient with the timing of defending okay. yourself from the blue shell. Um, but it's just kind of this, it's almost like it has to be this perfect confluence of having the two items where right. you need to have the super horn to be in first place and then someone needs to throw a blue shell at you. Like, right. I did, I did have one time where I was in second place and used the super horn because I was like, well, what's the use of that? And then I passed the person in first place like five seconds later and then a blue shell hit me. Got hit by a blue shell, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is just like, damn. Like, I was just like, oh, I'll get another item because then I can protect my back and not, mm-hmm. not thinking that a blue shell would get me. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, the super, it's nice that there's something to defend against the blue shell, but people that are like, oh, this saves the balance, it's incredible, like, not, I mean, it, sort of? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I've seen a lot of people talk about this, and as someone who played it, I played a ton of Mario Kart Wii, I don't think the balance in Mario Kart Wii and Mario Kart 8 is all that different. Really? Um, maybe it does skew a little bit, like, more forgiving in Mario Kart 8, but... Like, it, there's still a lot of blue shells. It's all kind of luck of the draw. And, I mean, it's random and everything. And it does seem like you, when you're in first place, you get, like, better items, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, then usually, like, you just kind of like, oh, another banana, great. Um, <laughs> and it does seem like you get slightly better items. But that's also, they did change how items work. And we've talked about it before, how you can only hold one at a time. I was going to ask you about that, how you felt that sort of changed the gameplay I, at all. I like it. Um, it does make it where you need to be almost a little more, I guess kind of a little more mindful. Because um, mm-hmm. I'd have a lot of times when, you know, I'm in, I'm in first place and I'd be driving around with a banana and 
maybe I'll let go of the banana before I pick up a new item block and kind of take the risk. Um, but then that's like that calculated risk where you're like, okay, before this item, you know, the, the roulette goes and then I can use it, will anything hit me? And, in, in, you know, it's a chance that you take. And I think it does kind of add a little, it tweaks the strategy in, I think, a better way. Um, it just makes it so you can hoard less. I think it makes items less of a factor, which is probably better for the game as a whole. Um, so, well, no, Scott, I know you're hella excited for this game. So, um, what, what, what's your take on it so far? Well, having never played it, <laughs> um, my take is I'm still excited. I mean, watching this, this gameplay that Jared recorded, um, I mean, it just, it just looks beautiful. It, it and does. Like, and here, in reading your review and hearing your thoughts here, it sounds like some of your issue was, well, A, the, the single player, it, it's over pretty quick. I mean, you said what you, what you did everything in five hours. Yeah, about that. Like, I think I might have been missing, missing a character or something, but. Yeah. I was, as far as, Outside of unlocking characters, like, I was personally done with playing it in the single player at a, probably the four or five hour mark, which, yeah. if you're going to primarily be playing this in single player, it's really disappointing. Right. Um, and see, that doesn't, obviously, that doesn't really, like we were talking about before we recorded, that's not such a huge deal for me, because my wife and I will play through it probably entirely yeah. together. I don't know that I'll ever play it by myself, unless I'm just playing online by myself. So, um, I'm excited to go through the Grand Prix with her, and then And you can even take your wife online. Too. Which yeah, exactly. Fun. So I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. Um, yeah, I think, I think mode... if, you, if, if you are able to play this game consistently with people in multiplayer, um, whether it is something online where maybe you're on Skype to talk to your friends during races, or mm-hmm. you have friends nearby that you can play it locally with, um, then that's probably, then, like, if you were to grade it solely on that, then this game's amazing. Um, yeah. But looking at it as kind of the entire package. Sure. And as someone who, not that I, you know, I do play Mario Kart. I, I probably, for me, it's an even split where I'll play it single player and then also play it multiplayer when, when I have friends around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the multiplayer is still really fun, but the single player really hurt it for me. And I mean, the fact is, is that there's nothing like if you were to degrade the graphics and tell me this is Mario Kart Wii, I wouldn't doubt you. And to mm-hmm. me, that's kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, for other people that might not be, but, but that's kind of where I stand on it is that I don't, I don't see it as that wholly different than Mario Kart Wii. A lot of the interface is the same. And I actually kind of like some things that Mario Kart Wii did a little better. Um, I mean, the online at eight is far and away, way, way better. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Mario Kart Wii's online was fine. Although we only got another like five days before that shit goes away. Yeah. So if you play Mario Kart Wii, <laughs> do it now. Um, but I was actually talking about this with a former staff member, Mike Gammon, who's a huge Mario Kart fan. Uh, and he asked me, like, how many, how many stars? Cause when you beat a Grand Prix, you either just like, just barely get it, or you get like one stars, two stars, or three stars. And, and that made me think about how part of the reason why I got so deep into Mario Kart Wii was that they had these kind of ridiculous characters locked away at specific intervals. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, okay, if you beat 150 CC on like three stars and you get Dry Bowser, you get Funky right. Kong, like, I mean, dumb characters, but characters I wanted to see, I wanted to be able to play as, even though I probably played as them once and then just stuck to Koopa Troopa. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were locked away by beating it at three stars. And that kind of made me want to get three stars and it encouraged me to do better at the game. Whereas with this is, maybe it's for the best that some of the stuff's locked away. 
behind much less stringent restrictions, um, it kind of makes the single player feel boring because it's just like, you don't really need to do that good. You just kind of need to eke into first place. Um, and then you get everybody. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it kind of demanded you be the fucking badass at the game in order to win. Um, and there is, there is a reward for getting three stars and everything, but, uh, if you have it, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't really seem worth it. Um, no. It's, it's, it's not quite as bad as like getting a million coins in New Super Mario Brothers 2 and just getting an alternate title screen. It's not that yeah. bad, but it's still <laughs> not that exciting. Okay. And I kind of like, if they did have a, like, in all honesty, if I heard that there was a bigger reward for getting three stars in, in every cup, I'd probably do it. But mm -hmm. once I heard what that was, then I stopped trying because it didn't seem worth it or interesting right. to me. Well, I was going to say, too, I think maybe part of the issue is I think with Mario Kart Wii, we didn't know pretty much all the unlockable characters going in. Like, I think Dry Browser, I mean, that was that was a surprise, if I remember correctly. Um, whereas I feel like we, everyone was pretty much revealed, right? I mean, was there any, did you unlock any characters you didn't already know nope. about? Um, there's rumors of DLC. Like, I think there was some, like, ad for it in a foreign country that had, like, Diddy Kong. As a racer, oh, okay. and he's he's not in it, so maybe maybe he'll be DLC. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was all people I I knew of, yeah. um, and even the Koopalings, which kind of factored into the marketing. Like they're all locked locked at the start, but it's like mm -hmm. I had I actually had a, I had a friend come over who had heard a little bit about the game and really wanted to be Lenny Koopa. I don't really know why Iggy's the best, clearly. <laughs> Um, but he really wanted to be Lemmy Koopa and I'm just not, I haven't unlocked him yet. He's like, damn it. And it's like, it's like you have all this focus on, on some of these characters and then it's like that, yeah, they're like, that would have been such a great surprise. I was mentioning before we started airing it live that like, if I was playing that game, beat a Grand Prix and they're like, you unlocked Roy Koopa, I would have shit my pants. Right. If you hadn't like, already that would have been incredible. Granted, I probably would have thrown my Wii out a window when it's like, here's pink gold peach. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just been like, all right, now, guys, I'm out. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. this? <laughs> this is not working. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. And, you know, I think they kind of ran into that problem with um, with Smash Brothers, where it was like, oh, Sonic and Snake are in the yeah. game. Oh, but you have to unlock them. And, I mean, it wasn't immediately clear how you even unlocked them. Yeah. Um, and it took a little while to unlock them. Yeah. But they used them in so much of the promotion. That's um, what, oh, man, I didn't realize, like, because I... I don't know if it's going to be a simultaneous worldwide release, but I do remember with Smash Brothers Brawl when that finally came out in America. I basically had a roadmap of how to unlock everybody. That's going to be that's going to be a mind bender if I have no idea. Because I remember Melee was, I mean, that was more because I was like 13 when Melee came out and the internet wasn't as as widely known. But I remember right, like so... still being like, "How do you get Mewtwo?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like then I left my system on overnight or something. I forget exactly. To do it, yeah. You had to play so many hours, yeah. so you just let it run the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I'm kind of excited. I hope there's some, some dumb unlock stuff for that. Yeah. Because uh, sure I, I, I do like having that kind of like, you need to beat this challenge mode in order to unlock this character because it's a tangible reward. Right. Well, it's seems... like the carrot on the stake, right? It gets you to play the yeah. game. It, it's almost, it's like a better... A better, better version of like achievements or something, where it's getting you to play the game in ways maybe you wouldn't normally. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that reward. right now with with Octodad, where yeah. I've only played like four levels of that game. It's not even that long of a game, but it's just that like I'm like, oh, how do I get that trophy? And then I go back into the level and in free play and just screw around and then find out like, oh, if I throw the wedding ring from across the room onto <laughs> my wife's finger, 
then then I'm a happy Octodad. <laughs> and, and that's uh, I think that's what kind of kills me with Mario Kart 8 is that there's no real drive. Like I guess the kind of reward that they have for the time trials is stamps from Everse. Mm-hmm. Um and uh the reward for the time trials of Mario Kart Wii was was Toadette, which arguably isn't any better. Um but still like that's a that's a tangible thing that you can use in the game. For me, the stamps are neat, but that's what like I mean, you compare it to something like Super Mario three D World, which also had stamps as a carrot on the stick. But for me the joy of getting those stamps was finding out where the stamp was and trying to get it. Right, you had to, like, physically find it in the and, level. And yeah. also, and I know, I mean, this is probably also kind of conflicting stuff from people preferring different things, because I've heard people complain that how they wish that Super Mario 3D World didn't have stuff gated by collectibles. For me, I have no problem with that, even though there's no way in hell I'm ever going to find that, I'm ever going to play that last level in Super Mario 3D World. Um, because there's so many, like, I'm not going through it to get all those damn flagpoles. Like, nope, nope, you lost me, game. You should. That last level is insane. I've heard it's very cool. I haven't. I haven't even watched a YouTube video because I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll do it someday. Yeah. But to me, Super Mario 3D World is a game that kind of does that that carrot on the end of the stick right because it has tangible things that you unlock by doing that, and it makes it worthwhile to go through that. Whereas with Mario Kart 8, it, the single player isn't worthwhile. It's a means to an end to unlock some characters, and you play multiplayer with your friends when you're bored on a Friday night and drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like a bad Friday night. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's tough. When when I give it a seven point five, it's not like I'm like this is a piece of shit. Like I I still really enjoyed the game. It's just that it disappointed me. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly what I wanted and hoped for in in the new Mario Kart. Sure. I did I did want a single player experience because I think about something like Sonic and All Star All Star what the hell's the name of it? Sonic and All Star Racing Transformed. I think I yeah. think that's what the name of it is. Pretty sure. Um, but I look at a game like that, and I, and I think of the single-player mode in that, and I think of how that was the majority of the time that I spent with that game, and I probably spent close to a dozen hours playing that single-player mode, and I loved it. It was challenging. It was fun. There were awesome, like, that. The, you unlocked, like, a, a weird Sega system character if you beat that, which I never did because it's hard as shit. But, like, that is the ultimate carrot on the end of the stick, like a completely bonkers character that... I didn't even know about when I first started playing that game. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like that single player mode is what I wish Mario Kart did. And, and they didn't do that. They just did what they always did. Right. Um, however, the multiplayer Mario Kart way better than uh Sonic racing, but that's mostly because people know what Mario Kart is. And when I played Sonic racing with other people, they'd be like, Holy shit, I'm flying a plane. <laughs> yeah, well, every every lap the game was different. Yeah, yeah. they're like, what happened? Like, what the skies of Arcadia was cool. What the what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't even know what a Panzer Dragoon is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, as you just mentioned, you gave the game a seven point five. Uh, you can read Neil's review at NintendoWorldReport.com. You can watch the review at NintendoWorldReport.com or at the uh, Nintendo World Report channel on YouTube. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, any, any final, any final thoughts? I mean, if you're, if you're a, a fan of Nintendo World Report, a community, you know, forum member and stuff like that, I imagine we'll be doing community nights pretty yeah. soon once the game yeah. comes out. Um, maybe, maybe someone with a little more fervor for the game than me. Scott, you can take it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'll handle Cause it. that was the thing. Me doing the Mario Golf stuff and that shit only lasts a week. Although we are going to be doing another Mario Golf tournament with, with a reward. 
Um, whoever wins it will get a downloadable code for either Advance Wars or Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the Wii U. Um, oh, nice. Or maybe both. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but that's kind of why those have languished for a little bit, because I've been trying to plan of what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. And I've also been focused on Mario Kart and, and right. other games, because I played basically played Mario Golf for like a month. Like Before, yeah, before I put 30-plus hours into that game, and I needed a break. Yeah. And even even if that break cut off me setting up these tournaments, it was just kind of like, no, no, I need to play other games. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I totally am going to go back to Mario Golf. I, I love that game. Cool. Well, yeah, so keep an eye out for that, and um, I guess that will do it. So, Neil, uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. About uh, Mario Kart 8. Thanks thanks for having me, I guess, even though I think this is my idea. <laughs> yeah, probably, but yeah, what are you um, going to do? But I guess, I guess yeah, my, my final words are, if you don't like my review, I am sorry. If you think that you are going to enjoy this game and you read the other more positive reviews and agree with them, that's awesome. I hope you really enjoy the game. Uh, I hope you enjoy it more than I did. I do hope that anyone who plays this game does not enjoy it less than I did, which probably will happen. Not saying that, like, I'm at the bottom of the barrel here, but, like, it'll bum me out if people don't enjoy Mario Kart that much. I I hope they enjoy it, even if I am on the lower end of the spectrum. Sure. All right, well, there you go. So thanks for watching, everybody. Thank Um, you. And we'll talk to you guys later. Hello everybody, and welcome to another quiz. It has been long overdue, but because it's long overdue, we also have the best contestants. <laughs> which are the exact same as the last time. Um, in the blue corner, I guess, is he is the Jack Power of connectivity, it's Scott Thompson. <laughs> I like that, thank you, hello. That's the best nickname I've ever given you, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Fantastic. And for the other one, he's a great smooth talker, and he talked a lot about the PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Plus. When was the last time I talked to him? He's a great guy. He says in web. I'm the Chloe of connectivity. Hey, I take that. That's sure. <laughs> you're the you're the Chloe of connectivity. So we have four rounds again, like the same ones. We have a news round. We have a music round. We have a special round, and then. The Almighty defend the indefensible, which is always fun. Ahaha, ahaha. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hopefully, Edison will win this one. <laughs> hey, now. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> hey, I'm. Hey, Scott, I'm in the Guantanamo Bay principle. I will, I will, <laughs> I will shake him as long as he will do it right. Okay. <laughs> it's very important. For some reason, I don't know. Let's move on. Let's go to the first round. So the news round. 15 questions about the months March and April. Um, I hope you remember those months well because we're already in the middle of, of May. So we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> um, the first question. 
in Europe, uh, Mario Kart 8 is getting a limited edition. What comes exactly with the copy of the game? A blue shell? That's one point for Edison. There you go. Already taking a good lead. I, I like that. <laughs> I came out strong last time, though. We'll see. <laughs> um, second question. Former boss, criteri- former Criterion boss, Alex Ward, blamed Nintendo in A for what exactly? Hmm. I don't know. It was over, uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted You not selling? Yeah, and that they didn't give one fuss about the game. But I will give you the point there. Alrighty, going strong. Uh, Inafune, a developer Inti Creates, announced this eShop title, which will be coming out this summer. No idea? No. Nope. No, I want to say Mighty Number no. 9, but I know that's not it. It's not it, it's Azure Striker Gunvolt. Or uh, just Gunvolt. Yeah. Uh, this Konami lad left his post finally to do some stuff on his own terms. Ego. Yes, it's Ego. Or Koji Igarashi for everybody else. We <laughs> uh, Sports was, No, We Sports Club was updated in March. But what did Nintendo exactly add? Uh, oh, more golf courses? Yep. Um. Okay. <laughs> for an extra point, from which game? Uh, from Resort? That's correct, yeah. Woo! You're coming back. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, just takes one. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has the intent to bring these development tools also to the Nintendo 3DS. Unity? Yep. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Um... Which platform was finally added to the Wii U Virtual Console this past April? Game Boy Advance. Yes. Very well. Um, Iguchi, um, the creator of Animal Crossing, is very open to adding this idea to the game to make it more social and a daily thing. Hmm. It's something we use every single day. A mobile app? Yeah. He was open to the idea of mobile apps, which I was kind of surprised about, because mm. Nintendo was... Well, I think they're doing it with Mario Kart TV now, but it's like, it's really weird to implement it something like Animal Crossing. But there you go. Hmm. This quirky life simulator will be heading to the Nintendo 3DS this June. Tomodachi Life. There you go. Um... You will get this if you buy the season pass of Mario Golf World Tour. Golden Mario. Jeez, can Scott answer too? <laughs> <laughs> My lord. It's okay, I, re- I really haven't known many. <laughs> yeah. Which characters got announced during the Super Smash Bros. Direct? You get a point for each. Oh, Charizard and... Mm-hmm. Greninja. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Mm-hmm. There were three more. Yoshi. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, need, I still need three more now. Mm. Huh. They did something 
to change things up. Actually, yeah, they still need to. Yeah. Uh, still uh, need to. They oh, so they're se- oh yeah, so they're separate now. Like yeah. Samus and um, Zero Suit Samus are separate, and Zelda and Sheik. Correct. Yes, Sheik and Zero Suit Samus. Very well. Uh, Tecmo and Nintendo said they were working on a new entry in this franchise. Zelda. No. Let's say it again. Tecmo, Koei, and Nintendo said they were working on a new entry in this franchise. They did it. Not they did it in March and April. Huh. Mm. Yeah, singing high rule warriors, but yeah, I, I will say this: the 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 last one was only released in Europe and Japan. Uh, I remember seeing some about this. And the last one was also on Wii. It was a remake of the second game. Hmm. I I don't know. Fatal Frame. Oh, Hmm. right, right. What's the name of the new Skylanders game? It will be released later in the year. (laughs) (laughs) Something of like... Isn't it like Switch or Swapping? I don't know. Swapping was the last one. (laughs) So you were close. Oh, okay. Alison, you any idea? Uh, I have no clue, Don. Uh, trap Team. Mm. Skylanders Trap Team. And apparently you can play now as villains, too. Very, very oh. innovative, I know. <laughs> um, okay. Name the four plans that Nintendo has announced for this year's E3. Okay, so the, the like, digital event they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... I know there's there'll be a like developer roundtable, right? It, it, Some kind of producer it, 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 yeah, roundtable. Yeah, but it, it it wasn't announced during during that month. But okay, I will give you that point. Okay. What well, I was gonna say, it's hard it's hard not to get today's news mixed in with <laughs> <laughs> with um with this Smash tournament. So yeah, the Smash tournament. Yep. Oh, that's right. There were two more. It's the treehouse thing. Yeah, and the final oh, one. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um. I mean, are they just having some kind of showcase, like a 3DS showcase? I don't know. What's we going? What are we going to do at Best Buy? Oh, the Best Buy Smash. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, the Smash Brothers. Uh, I give that point to Edison because I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So that was the end of the first round. Hooray! Um, 13 points for Edison, 7 for Scott. Woo! So, yeah, still everything is to play for. So, Edison is taking a good lead this time, so we'll see what happens in the next round, eh? <laughs> The second round is the music round, and of course, uh, the theme this month is sports games. Um, I made it a bit easier because each pack has four songs instead of the usual five, because I want to keep this a bit more streamlined than usual, and mostly because at the time of recording I haven't added the packs in yet, so that's uh, a bit more annoying. 
Um, there are a variety of songs there. Uh, there are t- again, there are two packs. And Scott, because you are in second place, you can choose your pack. Okay, uh, I'll take pack one, that's fine. Sure, we'll uh, check out pack one and then we'll be back. back from pack one um, so what Scott now needs to do is that he has to name the game and the platform it was on uh, both will score you a point and if he gets doesn't get one of them it goes to Edison and he can try it for points for his own little score I guess um, Scott are you ready uh, yeah, well, I'm going to do very badly, but I am ready to do badly, yes. Well, you, you surprised me last time with Sonic Lost World, so... Uh, Sonic, <laughs> I no, did. no, Sonic Colors, I mean. So. Yeah, I did kind of pull that one out, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to get uh, as lucky this time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah, God, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to answer these. Okay, so for number one, I went ahead and said Pilot Wing 64. You get two. I don't even know if that counts as a... You get two points. Oh, wow. I got that. Oh man. Okay. I was like, I didn't even know that counted as a sports game, technically. Well. Okay. Nice. Uh, for, well, uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's playing sports. Of course, it counts. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, number two, I had no idea. I I, it's super upbeat. So I want I I said Wii Sports Resort, but I, I think it's way too upbeat for Wii Sports. It's it's way too upbeat. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, the okay. third one. Uh, third one was it NBA Jam? Uh, on which console? Uh, Super Nintendo? Yeah, that's correct. Two points. Woo! Man, yeah, I, I thought that one sounded familiar. Okay, and then the fourth one, taking a total guess, because uh, I had no idea, uh, is it Tech Mobile? No. Okay, but, and I almost thought it was NES, but then it, it sounded a little bit too kind of, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to go Game Boy. 
Yeah, it's it's no. Okay. <laughs> what was? Oh, well, Addison gets a chance. Yeah. So we will move on to Addison. Do you know two o four? Um, I have no idea about two four. I'm gonna just guess Mega Man Soccer. No. For the NES. No. <laughs> So what was four? Well, I, well, I guess we'll hear both of them. Uh, four, I'm really curious about. Number two was Mario and Sonic, London 2012 on Wii. Ah, uh, okay. And number four was Mario Tennis on Game Boy Color. Mm. Game Boy Color, okay. I knew it didn't sound like NES at first. I thought NES, but I knew it sounded too too Game Boy like. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know that I surprised myself. I'll take four out of eight, or yeah, four yeah. four out of eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're not going to automatically to pack two in Addison because he has no other choice. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. Well, let's do it. Then let's listen to pack. <laughs> Back with Pack 2 and Edison, do you know any of them? Um, number one is, I'm going to guess, is some sort of Wii Mario sports game. You know, it is Wii, but it's it's not the, it's not the game you're now thinking of or whatever, so too bad. You only <laughs> get the Wii point. Okay. Next one. It's Mario Golf for Nintendo 64. No. Oh. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch Out for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That is correct. And the last one. Something for Game Boy. <laughs> well, you got the Game Boy one, right? But you, you don't want to take a guess on a Game Boy game. Um, they're, they're very straightforward because they were usually just the name of the sport. 
Uh, baseball. No. But Scott get a free chance very soon, so hey, <laughs> it will be all right for him. Uh, um. Well, no, because I the only one I knew for sure was Punch Out. I don't. I don't know any of them. Um. So I guess on the fourth one, if we know it's a Game Boy game and it's more than likely just the name of the sport, and we know it's not baseball, and I doubt it would be golf. I guess I will go with. I don't even know. I'm, I'm, Is there even a football game? Let's say football. <laughs> I, I, you should have gone with golf. It was golf, damn it. Yeah, okay. it was golf. It was. <laughs> we had already it, done a few golf games, so I wasn't sure. It, okay. it, it was the titles. That was the title screen of golf. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, the other one, the first one, uh, was golf vacation. Mm. Fifty sports games in one package, which mostly are actually really good. Hmm. Oh. Um, and you run around little resorts. It's 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 a more expensive expense game of like we ski, but way more bigger and a lot more options of four player multiplayer. So there you go. Picked it up for twenty bucks if you find it somewhere. Uh, the second one is Super Mario Sluggers on GameCube. Oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, for the rest we covered all of the songs, and the end score after this round. Is 17 for Edison, 11 for Scott. We still have the same freaking gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and everything can still happen when we move on to sports questions. Welcome to round three, which are all about sports or sports questions, everything related to sports, sports games on Nintendo systems, sports, sports, sports. Did I do this introduction well enough? Oh, fair. Yeah, I'm I'm fired up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's do this. Amazing. So, question one: Nintendo has officially five titles under the Mario Golf branding. Name all of them. Wait, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Sure. Nintendo has officially five titles under the Mario Golf branding. Name all of them. Oh my gosh. Well, World Tour. World Tour is one, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that one is one. Yeah, that's one. Oh man. Are we each trying to get as many as we can get, or is it just one person getting them all? You are allowed to, to, to chime in. Uh, Toastal Tour? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mario Golf 64. Yep. Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. There's one more. I do not know. <laughs> uh, okay, and do you know? We've done World Tour, which is 3DS. GameCube is Toadstool Tour, I think. We're missing the GBA one. I need to name... Is it just Mario Golf Advance? <laughs> no, it's some tour, I think. I don't know it. It's Mario Golf Advance Tour. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious, and nobody takes it. 
Oh well. Second question. Um, what's the real deal? Baseball has ten games, and these ten games all have names. You have each have to tell me if it's accurate or not. So you're gonna say a name, and we'll tell you if it's real or fake. Yeah. Okay. Just like we did in the first quiz. Wink, wink. Sure. But now we do it with actual game titles. Hooray. Um, let's go. Let's start with Scott. Why not? Um, Bat and Swap. Bat and Swap. That is not a real title. That is, you have made a correct answer. <laughs> well done. Thank um, you. Edison, uh, Volley Bats. That is not real. That is real. Ah. Uh, Scott, the Angle Game. The Angle Game. That is not real. That is correct. Uh, Edison, Gear Maker. It's Batmaker, so no, that's incorrect. That is that you did well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, bat match. Bat match. No, that is not one. You're doing well on this one. <laughs> um, Edison, uh, drop and pop. That is real. That is. Real. Well done. Um, Scott, quick catch. Quick catch. That is real. That is correct, yes. Um, Edison, uh, baseball master. That's incorrect. That, it, that you did well, yes. <laughs> um, Scott, feel the glove. Feel the glove, that is real. Mm-hmm. And the final one for Edison, you decide. That is not real. Correct. Well done. Only one mistake in this one. Oof. I was hoping to have the advantage there, but apparently Edison's yeah, because you reviewed it. But I've only I played did. the demo. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I've heard so many people <laughs> talk about it though. I think I had a lot yeah, of you... lucky guesses too. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I think you just heard it a lot uh, that uh, to the point where it all makes sense in your head. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, uh, question three. Mario appeared in two EA Sports games. Can you name them both? Oh, uh, NBA Street. Yes. And then... Uh, and NFL Street? <laughs> no. Can I keep just guessing? <laughs> you, you can keep. You can do a few more. Let, okay, I'll give you two more guesses. Okay, uh, like a fi- like FIFA Street. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> All right, I, I'll let Addison can guess some. The basketball one was the only one I could think of. So, because it wasn't soccer. He had Mario Strikers, and then there was Mario Baseball. And mm. so, what sport would that leave? I doubt it was NHL. <laughs> but... Yeah, I know. What Madden? What Blitz? I don't know. Yeah. It's SSX on tour. Oh, uh, yeah, that's okay. right. Mario was peaching that too? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. There was a whole Nintendo town specifically made for the GameCube version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two sports have been in every iteration of Wii Sports. Bowling. 
and golf. Both, well, you both get a point. <laughs> That's very it's as simple as that. Uh, yep. Speaking of Wii Sports, uh, the sequel Resort featured something that was intended to be included in the original, but ended up being scrapped. What? Is it sword fighting? No. Mm. There, are, there are fan sports the in, plane? in Wii Sports. Yes! Yes, the plane. Or just called air sports. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Okay, this is a, this is another you can name it all question, and this is a bit. I made this one a bit easier because it's pretty broad. Okay, there are twenty-one sports represented <laughs> in the Super Nintendo's library. You get a point for naming one of them. American football. Just naming it. We named the we named the game or we named the sport. Just name the sport. It's as easy as that. Okay. American football. American football. Wrestling. Wrestling. Football. European hockey. <laughs> hockey. Jeez. Hockey. Yeah. Basketball. Basketball. Golf. Golf. Boxing. Uh, boxing. Is boxing in there? Super Punch Out. Yeah, there is Super Punch yeah, Out. Box- yeah, box. Yeah, boxing is in there. Sure. Hmm. Uh, ra- racing. Car racing. Yep. <laughs> Pilot wings. That's not a genre. <laughs> <laughs> it counted earlier, so. <laughs> You're not always that out. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um. You're still missing a few obvious ones. Yeah, what? Is, was there an Excite Bike? Was there a cycling game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, bicycle racing. I, I'll, I will give you that. Um, Did we say baseball? I don't think we said baseball. No. Okay. Um, auto racing. Auto racing. I think that's already said. So. Well, I said car racing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, swimming. <laughs> Let me check if swimming is in this list. <laughs> mm, no. No, the swimming is, I think, not in this list, no. no. <laughs> Volleyball? Volleyball is in this list. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Do we guess tennis already? No, tennis was not guessed yet. Okay. Damn it. Dodgeball? Dodgeball in, is in this list, yes. Like Olympic sports. Olympic sports, yes. Yeah, there was an Olympics game. Does unicycle racing racing count as a separate? <laughs> no, oh, that, that, that falls on the bicycle. Racing. Uni racers. <laughs> um, I, I'm still missing one or two obvious ones, and then I call it today. Oh man. Hmm. Unsurprisingly, these are two sports I've mentioned earlier. Give up? I don't want to because like, I'm like I'm just trying to remember what we what we've talked about. We talked American football. We talked uh, European football, <sighs> soccer. We talked baseball. We talked basketball, bicycle racing, boxing, uh, dodgeball, hockey, <coughs> tennis, wrestling, volleyball. Uh. 
Um, so like track and field, like running. I I I can't really count it because that's a really broad term. Hmm. I know there was probably a really bad like American Gladiators game. <laughs> I don't know that would count as sports. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that was actually on the other category, so no. Okay. Um, no, I give up then. We can move on. Sure. So the ones that you didn't get were like fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. Extreme sports. Mm-hmm. Q sports. Okay. Horse racing. Right. Skiing and snowboarding. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And sumo. Sumo, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, and the rest you got most of them, so that's pretty well. Good. Uh, next one. This Winter Olympic sport got its own title on the N64 to celebrate the upcoming Olympics in Nagano. Snowboarding? Well, snowboarding. <laughs> no. Bobsledding? No. Speed skating? I, I, I thought... Yeah, was it da- downhill skiing? I f- really thought this one would come up er- er- first. That was so a uh, perfect question. Uh, you have disappointed me. Well, we move on. It was hockey. Oh. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was a sep- there was a separate hockey game for the Nagano Winter Olympics. But themed around the Olympics. Oh, weird. Okay, I don't even remember that. There was an actual Olympics game, however, but there was a separate Nagano hockey game. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I played it. It was pretty good. Hmm. Um, number eight. While we were on the Nintendo 64, this American sports institution had the biggest... Big, the biggest amount of sports games on that system. National Football League? No. I'm going to say the MLB. Baseball. No. NBA? Huh. Yes, the NBA. Oh. Probably all the jam and... NBA, and had, NBA had nine titles on the X-60. Hmm. Wow. That's even more than European football and American football combined. Wow. Yeah. Um, number nine. Wave Race Blue Storm was universally praised for two things in particular. What exactly? The water physics? Yes. <laughs> and, and just how pr- pretty it looked? And, and the soundtrack? The, 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 actually, the effects and the physics. So you combined the two, actually. Oh, okay. Into one, great. into one answer. So you get point, both points. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at the same time. It's as, nice. it's as wonderful as that. This is the highest rated Game Boy Advance Sports game. The highest rated is it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Which mm-hmm. one? Two. Yes. Whew. And it was a Metacritic score of ninety-five. Wow. Well, I remember that was like mind-blowing at the time that it looked that good on a Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. even though it was sort of like isometric and stuff. On the other hand, let's talk about Nintendo DS. What was there the highest rated game? Highest rated sports game? Yeah. Mario Kart. No. Hmm. Oh, man, DS sports game. Is it the Mario 3 on 3 basketball? No. Hmm. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's Tony Hawk's American Skateland. Hmm. Oh, okay. More Tony Hawk. At 84. Um, next one. These three Mario Sports games never had a sequel to back them up. Never had Mario Super Sluggers? 
No, those were two games. Oh, was it? Damn it. Yeah, GameCube and Wii. No, those no, two. No, there were two strikers, yeah. Uh, well, there was Mario Sports Mix. Yep, that's correct. And then, you, how many more are there? Two. Two more. Mm. Uh... Actually, one of them you mentioned earlier. Did I? <laughs> I you or Edison mentioned that one of the oh, two well, were... Oh, well, three on, three on three basketball. Yeah. And the, the third one is a bit mean, and I'll give you that. Okay, well then I give up. <laughs> it's DDR Mario's Mario Mix. Oh, think sure. That dancing is professional. <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, number 13. By many, this was considered the best sports game on the Nintendo Entertainment System, mostly because of its accurate representation in its own simplistic way. Tech Mobile. Yes. With the old animations when uh, mid-time plays, really cool. Um, yeah, and you got real players and stuff. Yeah, really awesome. Uh, these sports were made uh, made their way on the Virtual Boy. Tennis. Yes. Golf. Yes. How many more are there? There are one, two. Soccer. Base. No. Because baseball. It... Yeah, baseball. Virtual League baseball. Basketball. No. What have, which ones have we said so far? We said golf, baseball, and what was the third one we've heard? Tennis. 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 Hmm. Not gonna get it? No. Nope. It's Nestor's Funky Bowling. <laughs> oh, sure, okay. <laughs> the final question. Uh, Way 4 Technologies, bless their soul. Made a super rad Game Boy Color game, which has crazy sports like surf, surfing, and luge. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the most obvious name for, for sports like this. Extreme sports. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I'm not gonna say what the score is. Because we're mo gonna move on to the final round. Defend the indefensible. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I hope that means it's close enough that both of us can still win at least. <laughs> I don't know. And welcome to Defend the Indefensible. Usually, we let um, them decide the statement for the other person. But I said, said no, I'm going to write these. Who likes to go first? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Are you sure? Sure, that's fine. Okay. When I say the statement, your time starts running and you have 60 seconds to defend this statement. And your statement is, hockey is the worst sport in existence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hockey just sucks. I mean, you're out there, you're on skates, like figure skaters. I mean, that, there's nothing cool about that. 
Uh, it's cold. You have to wear like a coat if you're gonna go watch a game. That's stupid. Um, what's with these little pucks? With these little score, low scoring games. I want a game where every team is scoring over 100 points every single time. Uh, like two to three, one to three, one zero. Uh, no. If there's not a lot of scoring, I'm not interested. Uh, no thank you. Um, what are, and these guys are not even great athletes. Uh, like LeBron James will play an entire basketball game. You've got hockey players that got there for like 30 seconds and then they come back on and they have to rest for three minutes before they go back out there again. They're just babies. They're all babies. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a boring, dumb game. Um, you can't even really play it outside unless it's cold outside. Like, that, that's stupid. Um, you have to have a stick. I don't want a stick. I just want to throw things. Like, I just want to throw something into something that's a little bit bigger than it and score points. That's, that's all there is. That's all I want to do. And hockey sucks. Yeah, that was your time, actually. Okay. He did exactly in 60 seconds. <laughs> I have a really good internal clock. Yes. So, we move over to Edison. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Good. Your statement is, Kung Fu Rabbit on the Nintendo 3DS is the best eShop game in history. <laughs> sure. Kung Fu Rabbit is extremely challenging platformer, but it's very rewarding. The music is like the greatest symphony I've ever heard. The sound engineering on that game is fantastic it should win tons of awards for how great the soundtrack is in that game it is a 10 second loop of beautifulness uh i put it right up there with um the entire final fantasy series and zelda they should make a kung fu rabbit symphony and they could just play that 10 second loop over and over and over again for two hours it would bring (laughs) tears to the eyes and What's greater than a game that gives you power-ups that breaks the game halfway through? You don't want to fight enemies? Fine. Just buy this power-up that lets you run into them and kill them. It, that's just fan treatment right there. You know they love the gamers if they just let them run through the game with no penalties, no challenge at all. So that just makes the game fantastic right there. And did I mention the music? It is just glorious. And okay, I love hearing that soundtrack. Uh, okay, um, your time is up. <sighs> so we come to the end of this quiz, of this ramshackle of a quiz that, <laughs> that some people, that somehow people like hearing. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just here hosting it all, making it so- work sound alright. Um, wow. So both of you did better than I expected it to do. Um. Edison, I recommend you for sticking to the point of the soundtrack. That's very recommendable of you. Um, I'm definitely going to check the game out now. Um, Thank you very much for the highly recommendation. Oh, it's (laughs) wonderful. Okay. Make sure you wear headphones. Uh, Scott, I definitely believe that hockey is the worst sport in existence. (laughs) I mean, I could could not bash it for another Olympics, which are luckily over because they weren't Sochi. Um, I think, yeah, I think Scott won this one. <laughs> I, I was extra mean with this one. I really, really defended it well. <laughs> Thank you. What was the, uh, what was the final score? The final, you did it again! I did what again? Come back. You, you jinx, you jinxed me. Stop jinxing me. It's not fun. The final score, thanks a lot. The final score 
is 35 for Anderson, 40 for Scott. So in the third round, you both had 35. Wow. Oh, wow. So this definitely decided it. Either That's way. That's awesome. These, every, every time we've done these, it's actually worked out perfectly that like we get, we get to the final question and it decides the game. Yes. That's so, good. And you, you even scored better than last time because the, I think the score was like 23, 22. So you both even improved. Oh, good. Yeah. Woot. So this was your month. <laughs> Hooray! Um, I want to thank you all for listening to this, again, this ramshackle of a show. Um, thank you for sticking with me through this terrible, terrible editing process, which will possibly sound perfect. Behind the scenes, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love these two guys. They've, they've been on this show two times now. But if you want to be on the show as well, on this quiz, hey, just shoot me a mail. It'll be fine. We want, yeah. we want new blood. Or just new people that, that Scott can lose from. <laughs> yeah. I lost the first game. Alex beat me the very first time. You won two times in a row. We, we need to make sure that you don't win a third time. <laughs> Fair enough. And Edison, step up. Oh. Really. <laughs> really. You, you did well enough, but not enough to win Scott. So, um, regroup. Learn how to defend a point for 60 seconds in a row. And then when you feel up for it, you're, you're, you're more than willing to come back. Alright, I'll come back when Scott plays the glorious black box title Ice Climbers. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> for, for you guys who don't know, we actually cut a bit out. Uh, there was another outtake. Um, which you possibly can hear after the segment. I don't know. We'll, we'll possibly do something. It was glorious. Anyway, thank you all and good night. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right, that will do for episode 134 of Connectivity. As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoreport.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. And follow all of us on Twitter. Go to nintendoreport.com and look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page to find all of our usernames there. And now, if you'd like, please stick around for a bonus segment all about Amazing Spider-Man 2. We'll see you next week. Welcome to a special bonus segment here on Connectivity. I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me is Zach Miller. Hi.
and we're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, maybe, well, I guess, you know, let's kick it off. How's the video game, Zach? Not good, Neil. Oh, really? Because the first one, you you really dug uh, Amazing Loved Spider-Man. It. it came out in, like, some, like, Ultimate Webhead Edition right. on Wii U a year after uh, it originally came out on other platforms. Yeah. And you seem to really dig that. Loved it. Now, what what does the second one, which is made by the same people, what what's ruined about it? Uh, well, you kind of have a timer on a lot of the side missions, which and I loved doing the side missions in the first one because it gave you experience and it allowed me to web swing around the city like forever. But these ones have time limits, and if you don't get to them in time, your hero your hero rating drops. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson starts saying shit about you in the papers. That I dick. don't know what happens if your rating gets too low. Cause yeah, because isn't let it like it. this whole hero versus menace concept? Yeah, it is. Like, but it's, is it just bad PR? Because I can live with that. I don't really give a <laughs> shit. But, um, but also the the um, the missions feel a little more forced, like the missions themselves that you that you have to go on, and uh, and during cutscenes, Spider Man is just it's like he has ADD he can't stay still he's always swinging his arms around walking all over the place talk just sit still spider-man talk I to the dude he's hyperactive he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got to dance around you know and the non spider-man character models look like ps2 era character models it's horrible I can't imagine what that game looks like on like PS4 or Xbox One because it does exist there I've, I've heard it actually the only difference is there's more traffic Oh, okay. Yeah. But like Peter <laughs> Peter and Aunt May and Gwen, first of all, no likeness at all to the actors. Uh they're not voiced by the actors, which is the same for the first game, but goddamn, they all look hideous and <laughs> I look more like Andrew Garfield than this character model does. Does he sound like Andrew Garfield? No. Oh, not even okay. trying to sound like him. I do. I think they had did Toby voice did Tobey Maguire voice in the first Spider-Man game? I couldn't tell you. He might uh, have. He might Either have. that or it was a sound-alike, or it just sounded like a sound-alike, because Tobey Maguire sounded like he was sleeping through that game. Oh, yeah. Now, what's um, inter- what is interesting, I will say that uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the video game, is a continuation of Amazing Spider-Man 1, the video game, and not, uh, not the movie. So, it's kind of like the first Amazing Spider-Man movie is where there's this weird universe split between the next movie <laughs> and the video games. It's really bizarre. Like, I but, can't wait until when they have the spinoffs to that. <laughs> yeah, Sinister Six and Venom be their own universe. But it is a weird universe split. Like, characters from the first game are clearly in this one, but not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, J. Jonah Jameson, he's not... He's only, like, referenced in an email. Right. And he's not... Uh, in the game either, but he's he's g- clearly has a, a presence. And uh, Alistair Smythe is, well, we might talk about this. He's in the movie briefly, uh, but he, in the first game, which is a sequel to the first movie, he is the main villain. <laughs> and he kind of doesn't show up in the second game if he gets betrayed. I wonder why. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what you have to do, because you, I mean, a movie game where you just relive the movie isn't really that appealing. Oh, sure. So I kind of get what they're doing with that. It's just kind of weird. 
It is really strange. I mean, it's probably also the way that, you know, the production of that film's going as well. Like, do they even deal, well, okay, from here on out, if you haven't, okay, okay, if, from here on out, though, here's a good warning, if you haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, (laughs) and and want to, um, we're gonna spoil the shit out of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, back off, skip to the end, (laughs) do not press go. Uh, so, so, is Gwen even in the game? She is. Okay. In fact, I'm I'm going to make sure she's okay right now because uh, I think some power's gone out at Oscorp or something. So oh, okay, yeah. that's that's fun. Yeah, yes, sure. Yeah, Gwen was in the first game too, but she again, aside from having white hair, looked nothing like Gwen in the movie. I like how it's white hair and she's not a blonde. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the movie though, because yeah, the movie um, is is divisive. I know, uh, and seen a lot of talk on the internet, everyone seems to, the, the general consensus is that this movie's a piece of shit. It's not a um, piece of shit. Which I completely and 100% resent. I actually really <laughs> enjoyed the movie. Um, I think I can, uh, sum it up as kinda, why it worked for me is that I realized, like, while watching the beginning of this movie, that part of the reason why Spider-Man as a character works for me is that he's kind of, in my preferred incarnation of Spider-Man, it's kind of like this weird variation on Batman. Because to me, as we've talked about in previous bonus segments involving Batman the Animated Series and all that jazz, is that, like, you know, Batman is the actual hero. He's the person. He's he's sad, brooding, etc. Whereas Bruce Wayne is the public face. Right. He's the person that everyone sees. And... I feel like for Spider-Man it's flipped but still similar because when you oh, think I agree. about what, with the shit that Peter Parker has dealt with, I mean, even focusing just in, in the two movies, um, his parents are, are dead. He doesn't really know what's going on with them. He finds out in this movie. Um, his his uncle dies 100% because of him. Um, and then at the end of this movie, uh, his fucking girlfriend dies in front of him. Yep. And it's arguably... His fault, not really. No, it's um, on her. This yeah. one's on her. Yeah, I mean they 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 make that shit clear. Um, but there's a, just this innate sadness about the character that's almost makes him vaguely Harry Potter esque. Um, and he kind of deals with it by being Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I that's what I like is that in in much the same way that that with my preferred incarnation of Batman that. Bruce Wayne is this public happy-go-lucky persona. That's what Spider-Man is for Peter Parker, is that, you know, he's dealing with all this shit. He's a brooding teenage, I guess he's like a 20-year-old kid in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and he's he's got a lot of shit going on that no 20-year-old regularly deals with. Yeah. But the way he kind of copes with it is that he's Spider-Man, and he's this fantastic, hopeful person when he's Spider-Man. And they, they have a lot of wonderful moments, like, uh, I mean, even though it kind of, I guess, winds up backfiring on him uh, when he runs into Jamie Foxx playing Max Dillon mm. and saves him, like he just, you can tell, you can tell by his mannerisms and that, like, he makes the comment to Jamie to, to Max Dillon saying that, like, you know, oh, I need you, you're my, you're my eyes and ears. Yeah, you can tell that, like, he says that to everybody because he wants everybody to, you know, be one with him. Yeah. And then there's that awesome, awesome moment with the little kid where that was my favorite part of the movie. Favorite part of the movie, right? Yeah, he's getting bullied, and then uh, Spider-Man comes over and scares the bullies off, and then like helps the kid out, like says some encouraging words to him, 
and then like walks him home. Is this a wind turbine? Did you make this? Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this really sweet moment where just like you can tell that like this is how he's dealing with all the shit going on in his life. And I think that's that's honestly the backbone of why this movie worked for me is because I think that they understand the characters. There's some dumb oh, yes. bullshit going totally. on. Totally. But but I think at, at the base, the people making this movie, the creative minds, like, they know what the fuck they're doing. Unfortunately, yeah. there's probably some studio push and pull that, that exactly. is why it's a little wonky, why it's a little bit of a mess. It's the, the core of, uh, I think I said this on Twitter, I liked almost everything in the movie except the Spider-Man stuff. Like, I love his interaction with Emma Stone. I love his interaction with uh, Aunt May. Um, who played, by the way, very well by uh, a woman whose name I forget. Um, uh, but Aunt May, uh, Sally Field. Sally Field, great yeah, Aunt uh, May. Awesome, awesome. I mean, it's kind of muted performance from Sally Field because she doesn't do that much. And I know people yeah. are ragging on how it's just like, oh, she's becoming a nurse in her spare time. It's like, okay, throwaway scene where, okay. It's like the kind of thing I feel like if they didn't show a lot of Aunt May, people would be like, what the fuck? We don't know what's going on with Aunt May. And then they yeah, show that's true. what Aunt May's doing, and then everyone complains that it's too busy. Yeah, I mean, what do you want her to do? Just sit at home all day long? Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that she has a, whole, a life outside of the house. Yeah. Also, very funny scene with her uh, trying to wash his uh, his laundry. That was great. Yeah, just just kind of cute. And I, and I like the, you know, just the real honest emotions that come out when it's a stuff related, when all the all the crap about Spidey's parents or Peter Parker's parents come out that like that's the reason why he's Spider-Man is because yeah. his dad worked on that spider venom and used his own DNA so it would really only work on the Parker family. Right. I I I feel like um uh oh one more relationship I want to talk about that I liked. I like the relationship that was established between him and Harry. Like after after that scene of them taking a walk and skipping stone stuff, it all kind of went downhill very quickly. Uh, but up until that point, like I believed that they were friends. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it's I I believe that they were old friends. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what exactly. It, was, it was kind of like they were catching up, and I think that's why, you know, everything kind of broke down between them was because, you know, they didn't really have that solid foundation because they hadn't really seen each other in like a decade. Sure. Um, although I mean, there is some weird like moments where it's basically instead of Peter being a friend and trying to help him, it's just kind of like, no man, not going to help you. <laughs> ain't going to help you. We out. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, they could have waited a movie to get Harry into full green goblin mode. Like I would have, I would have rather they developed that relationship more so that his eventual killing of state uh, Gwen Stacy in like a third movie felt like a real betrayal instead of we have to wrap the movie up. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing is that like, I mean, there's definitely a betrayal that happens, but it doesn't really feel that earned because you don't see enough of them together. No. And like, and he just kind of shows up. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, there's part of that where it's just like, I, I, I really do like how that sequence was shot. And apparently there's actually a, Numerous takes and a much more extended version of that Green Goblin Spider-Man fight at the end of the movie, but I think it works in uh, its abbreviated form because it's just so brutal and fast. Yeah, and Where, like St Gwen Stacy's death scene is like it hits you in the gut. Yeah, I mean, and you know it's coming. They they really they they uh did, by the way Gwen Stacy dies at the end of this movie. I mean, <laughs> you avoided that. Good job. 
<laughs> um, I almost didn't, and I saw the movie the night before it came out officially. <laughs> nice. I had heard I had heard rumors about it, and I'm just like, eh, it's probably gonna happen, whatever. <laughs> um, although I think the movie also came out internationally like a month ago or something. Who who knows? Oh, that's, did that's it? That's the way okay. movies come out now. Yeah, because international is where the money's at. Um, but I like the way they handle that that death, even though you knew it was coming, but it just made this great sense of dread where, like, you knew nothing was safe. Right. Like, you knew she was going down from the minute she had that grad speech in the beginning where she's talking about how, like, even if we die, like, we should all just live for now. Right. And, and when and she's that's... at the car and she's saying, I know how to trip the breaker, and he's like, well, whatever, you're, you're staying here. And she's like, I'm making my own choice, Peter. Yeah. I, yeah, it was very heavy-handed in that regard. Um, but like, but like, just the way she f- hit the ground, like yeah. right before that, I was like, maybe she's okay. Yeah. Then, oh. I mean, it was just, it was, it was really good. I yeah. thought, yeah, I thought the way they handled that, and I do kind of like how, and 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 I've heard some stuff about how people are kind of upset with the way that she's portrayed as like, oh, of course she's the only person who can like go and you know work with that electrical grid, which is ostensibly just. Hitting a button or something. I honestly thought that was poorly handled. Like, I feel like maybe make her do something more complicated, but the idea of her being this kind of, you know, stronger, dominant character who really is like, you know, she might know more than Peter Parker. She's yeah, not just or she really damsel. wants to help. Yeah, which, thinking back to, like, the, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, like, throughout three movies, Kirsten Dunst's character is basically dumb as bricks. And kind um, of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not like that's terrible, but she's nothing more than a damsel throughout three movies. Right. Whereas at least Gwen in this movie, like, yeah, she she bites the dust at the end, but, like, she's actually an active player in the story. Right. And, you know, you bring up uh, the Raimi movies. These two Amazing Spider-Man movies, like, watching Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone together or watching Andrew Garfield and Sally Field or Andrew Garfield and whoever played Harry Osborn, whatever the hell his name is. Um, it just reinforces to me, I've always thought this, but it reinforces how poorly cast the Raimi movies were. Yeah. Like this is Spider-Man and not like Tobey Maguire did not portray Spider-Man well. Yep. And, and Kirsten Dunst, probably didn't want to be there half the time. You know, that kind of it thing. It didn't seem like it. I mean, there's and just so many Alfred, awkward scenes. Alfred Molina, really, the only good par- uh, casting decision. You you could argue that uh, Green Goblin was well cast, and he probably was. I know. Um, Willem, Willem Dafoe was excellent. Willem Dafoe was excellent, Then yeah. they covered up his face. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, That's but, yeah, the one like, thing they do a good job here is I, I like the look of Goblin. I do too. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think Dane DeHaan's a, a fantastic actor. That's and I think thing, he, yeah. he does, he does the role well. Yeah, he does. Um, it definitely is a little, there was a little camp in how, how much of like a villain he becomes so quickly. Right. Um, magical healing suit. Yeah. But, but I like it and I, I, I guess we'll get to it in a little bit, but I can't say I'm really that excited with where they're going with it. Like, I'm on board. I'll watch whatever dumb Sinister Six shit they throw at me. And Venom. Um, but... More excited for Venom. Yeah, like, I guess it, it's kind of cool that, like, the Sinister Six are going to be on the big screen. 
Like, kind of in the same way it was nice seeing Bane actually portrayed in a way that wasn't dog shit. <laughs> rises, but I'm, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to that because. Like a movie full of villains, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. That's not what's compelling about Spider-Man yeah. to me. And it's, it's, I also came to this because I, I have a lot of retroactive hate for all the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, I think the first one's really, I think the only good thing about the first one is uh, Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin. I agree. I think the only thing good about the second one is Alfred Molina is Dr. Octopus. I agree. And the only good thing about the third one is that it's one of the best comedies of 2007. <laughs> um, like, I really, I, I like those movies a lot at the time, and I rewatched them uh, probably, like, I don't know, past couple years, uh, maybe sometimes even caught like parts of them on TV after watching them all the way through and being kind of disappointed. It's still like outside of some, I think Spider-Man two is easily the best of that. I, I think a lot of people hold that up as it, one of the best comic book problems. movies, but Spider-Man two, just all those movies, like they're so goddamn campy. And I guess, you know what? That's, it's capturing like the sixties Spider-Man. It's also kind of Sam Raimi's thing, but it's also what bugs me about those movies and it, and it dawned on me with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that those three movies are all about the tragedy of the villains. It's right. never really about the tragedy of Peter Parker. True. Um, they kind of try to make it too, but it's like, maybe it's Tobey Maguire's face. I don't know. He only but it's has like, one he expression. He always has this smugness and like this self-assuredness that, yeah, he does have his doubts in Spider-Man 2 about being Spider-Man, but it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a threat. No. Um, Whereas in Amazing Spider-Man, like, there's a lot of moments where you're like, wow, this kid's fucked. Like, huh. how is he going to get out of this one? I, I really don't know. Yeah, and they're not physical threats so much. Like, you know he's going to win. He's fucking Spider-Man. But it's the it's, he's dealt a lot of uh, personal blows that are well done or well portrayed in Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, like the, the will-they-won't-they they crap between him and Gwen throughout the entire movie. Like, that... that that felt earned to a degree. Like it, it worked. Yeah. Like their, their second meetup, like we should just be friends. That was so friggin' cute. Yeah. It that really whole, was. That whole sequence. I was, I'm glad the movie, both movies take the time to do those character moments. You didn't get any of that in but the Raimi movies. Nope. But yeah, I guess, uh, what else is there to talk about? Can I bitch about Electro? Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about Electro at all. Electro's he doesn't make dumb. any goddamn sense. He's pretty dumb. My gosh. I think he's um, pretty funny, though. Like, as in, like, okay, visually, like, the, the Electro Spider-Man fights, the Times Square battle, the final fight that they have, like, really cool. Sure. Like, visually, he's a pretty dang cool villain. But yeah. as far as how that worked, like, that's just dumb. Yeah. Um, the the, th I, the thing I couldn't forgive was uh, when he's in the in the lab and Harry frees him somehow. Uh, he dematerializes, goes through a electrical socket, comes out the other end with pants and his little battery node attached to his head still, and uh, and all those connecting cables on his chest, and then he dematerializes in Oscorp, comes back with a big rubber suit. And I'm like, dude, come on. Poorly handled. I do, uh, I do like that. I think I saw some mention of this. Maybe it was just a Twitter comment or something about the concept of that whenever Electro's on screen, he is fucking the soundtrack. 
um, which I think is a really true statement because it's like Electro's on screen and it just goes to like ridiculous dubstep and like chanting voices. Death metal music, yeah. Yeah, because it's just like, I, I, I guess it's supposed to represent the voices in Electro's head. Um, but I, I, I don't know, like that, that was just really funny to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, I think he was a really dumb character, but it didn't really ruin anything for me because, yeah, I don't know, he looked cool and maybe yeah. that's reductive. To just say that, like, I don't know, the big shiny comic book movie had some moments that were visually cool. Right. Um, but that's what it was. Um, and I like that final fight scene. I like the, the solution to try to defeat him, which is just basically blowing him up. Like Overload him, yeah. Which, which was cool. But Jamie Foxx did a good job. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was a weird role, but, but he did it well. And Alistair Smythe's such a cock. Yeah, uh, BJ Novak, uh, who was... Came out of left field. Yeah, he's just there, and he's just a dick. <laughs> um, what other little references were there? Oh, they they did have uh, Felicia, I think, played by Felicity Jones. Oh, yeah, Jones. Felicity uh, Jones. But, uh, yeah, Felicia is, I think, supposed to be Felicia Hardy, who later becomes the yeah. Black Cat. Or maybe kind she's of. the Black Cat during this movie. I have no idea. Poorly She's cast just like there. the Harry Osborne's assistant for some reason. I don't really know. Yeah, why. I know. I I thought maybe she'd have a black cat role, like she steals something from Oscorp. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, she's just kind of there. I did. I did think it was funny when when uh, Harry says, "You know, what's your name?" She says, "Felicia, I'm your assistant." And he's like, "All right, you all work for her now." Yeah, like that. <laughs> that, that was weird. <laughs> Oh, it was weird, yeah, but it was kind of a funny, yeah, funny thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, are you excited for the future of the Amazing Spider-Man series? I don't know. Um, is Sinister Six supposed to come out before three? I, I think the way it works is that I think three is coming out in 2016, so two years from now, and then I think it's like three Sinister Six, four then Venom, or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't really know the exact order, but I think there's not going to be a new movie until three. I, which is I think years. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm worried the three, like as much needless world building as this one did, I think three will be chock full of it if they're doing Sinister Six and Venom. I, I don't know if I like that. And I, and I think it's also telling that we we really didn't talk about Peter's parents that much, even though it was kind of a big part of this movie. Storyline kind of went nowhere. Yeah, it was. It was like I don't know. They had that scene on the plane, and like that was fun, I guess. And like Peter's dad is like super into like getting uploading this file to like a secret Roosevelt Island yeah. to try and hide away. And then like you see it, and it's just a video of him being like, "Hey guys, I'm not a monster." It's like that. There ain't nothing secret about that. It's basically like, "All right, I'm gonna send this so that way when my son finds it in 15 yeah. years, he's not gonna feel bad." I feel like he probably could have just left that on the computer anyway 15 years ago, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, then the computer wouldn't exist because the plane crashed and he's dead. Right. Yeah, that's true. Could have left it home. Yeah. But it was it was just a weird... the kid. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that was a weird ending coda to his parents. Um, but now at least we know they're not going to come back later in his life and... And fuck him up, so. Yeah, and be evil or something. Be evil, Wasn't that yeah. a thing that happened in the comics? Or were they it like was. clones? Ended up being clones. Yeah. Of <laughs> course. When someone comes back from the dead in the Spider-Man universe, 
they're probably clones. <laughs> when someone when someone's alive in the Spider-Man universe, probably a clone. Probably a clone. When someone's acting contrary to their character normally, they're probably a clone. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see Scarlet Spider down the road. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, are are you on the the, the Ben Riley love wagon? I like Ben Riley. I always have. He's he's I've such never, a good character. I've never given a shit about Ben Riley. I'd rather see uh, like Miles Morales or Spider Man two thousand. Oh, that would be cool too. Oh Donald my gosh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, Donald Glover. Donald for Spider Man. But but isn't Morales like fourteen? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean do, do you remember? I mean, this might have been before. I mean, I knew it was before Donald Glover was ever really that relevant to me. But when they were casting for Amazing Spider-Man, he had, like, kind of a joke campaign on, on social media and stuff. Donald for Spider-Man. Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember yeah. that. And supposedly that indirectly, uh, that indirectly led to, uh, the Ultimate Universe having Miles Morales as a character. Really? Yep. That's funny. Yep. That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Huh. Well, I know that, I think, uh, Peter's coming back and... I think he's already back. He came oh, back he the week back? of the new movie. Oh really? So they're taking it, taking it away from Miles again? Well, no, 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 no. Peter, Peter came back in a, in like the, the regular universe, not Ultimate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because well, well, they had the whole thing where Doctor Octopus was right, Superior Spider, but now like it's back to normal. I don't, I don't know what happened. Man, I wish they would have stuck with their guns on that a little bit. Well, I mean, they did for like two years. They did, yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, that's all you can really expect in comics is just them to like. All right, we're going to do this new thing for like a year or two, and then we're going to go right. back. Like they're yeah. killing off Wolverine in the fall apparently. He'll be what? back by he'll be back by the next movie, don't worry. Yeah, it's true. Uh hey, speaking of X-Men, what was up with that really weird teaser? Oh, here's a fun uh, fact. Random scene. Um so I I read up about this um cuz it confused me too. Oh, we should uh, tell people what this is. If yeah, so during know. in the middle of the credits during the Amazing Spider-Man 2, it is not there is a scene from X-Men Days of Future Past. These movies are not related at all. At all. Them both being Marvel properties. They're made by completely different companies. No relation. Uh, Nobody's going to show up in the other. Ne- the reason why there is an ad for X-Men Days of Future Past is because the director of Amazing Spider-Man 2, Mark Webb, um, he made that movie 500 Days of Summer uh, right. with 20th Century Fox. And he signed, I think, a two or a three picture deal with them. But then he started doing the Spider-Man movies with Sony. So hmm. he's still on the hook for these movies from 20th Century Fox. Part oh. of the agreement that they came to is that I don't think it necessarily absolves any of the movies that he owes Fox. Um, but to kind of like make Fox less pissed off, the agreement yeah. was that they were going to show an ad for X-Men Days of Future Past during Spider-Man 2. That's too funny. Yeah, which is just like this weird thing that probably just confused the shit out of everybody. Yup. My friend, I saw it with Marcus, and Marcus was like, "Does that does that mean the X Men are going to be in Spider Man? Like, Spider Man? No. Did Spider Man Mystique? <laughs> that would be so awkward Jennifer Lawrence going to be the next Gwen Stacy? Hey, I'd I'd buy that movie. Yeah, I probably uh, would too. But yeah, I'm uh, really kind of excited about X Men. By the way, not to go off too off topic too much, but damn. Yeah, I mean, I think I think right now we should probably get close to wrapping it up. We've been We've been talking about this shit for like a half an hour. Ah. Um, but yeah, we'll probably be talking about X-Men <laughs> in about two yep. weeks. Or maybe we'll do Godzilla. Maybe we'll oh do Godzilla Oh my God, and Godzilla. 
in a, in a one thing. If you want us to keep on doing these kind of movie segments, uh, let us know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at, en- at Enron10. Yep. And then, Zach, you're at, at ZMiller1902. I am. Um, and you can also email us at connectivity at nintendorollerport.com. If you want us to that do too. these kind of movie things, um, we'll keep on doing them. I like summer movies. I like talking about them. Me too. And I like comics a lot too. So, like, yeah, we can blow the shit out of some X-Men. Oh, you know we're going to talk about Ninja fucking Turtles. Yeah, I mean, that might That's be That's going to be a train wreck. But, uh, yeah, I will watch that movie. I don't care what anyone says. I'll probably <laughs> see it opening weekend and regret it afterwards. Yup. And we are nine days away from Godzilla. Yeah, no, I'm excited for Godzilla. Probably not as and, much as you are, but, but no. I will see that movie opening weekend. Dude, I called Century, the, the big theater here, and I said, you guys doing a midnight show? They said, no. I said, damn it. They said, we're doing a 7 p.m. show Yeah, I know. These the are night great. before. The future, man. I, oh, my I grew gosh. up in high school having to do all these midnight shows and have to convince my parents <laughs> to let me to go. And then for Spider-Man, I'm just like looking at me like, oh, there's a, there's a 7 o'clock showing down the road. So I just <laughs> got home from work, you know, picked up some dinner on the way, and just watched yep. Spider-Man, and then, like, got home by 10. Hell yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. But yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Right. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.